and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We are in the office today. We are in the office today. And why is that? Because we have Ben McKee Sigurdsson on the show today doing the Budget Wine of the Month Club. Yes. It is that time again. It is that time again. We're doing wine from a can, which sounds totally gauche, but this is actually like good wine. So we'll yeah. have that later later yeah. on in the pod. What else are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about festival season and giving our sort of festival season survival guide tips from us who attend every festival always. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also going to be talking um, abortion reform in Ireland. It's very light. Uh, yeah, you know, it's super, we're really going from one extreme to the other. <laughs> um, That's why but we have wine. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, we wanted to talk about that because it, it happened a couple of weeks ago. It's but, a, but it's a big deal. But it's a big deal. And we want to talk about why it's a big deal and then we are going to taste some wine Aaron how was your week you played soccer I played soccer yeah it was good it's been a very busy week work-wise because festival season is like my peak season yes like music Every day, all day, yes. all the time, forever, until basically the end of July. Exactly. Which is why we're going to talk about a little bit of a festival survival guide. Exactly. Later on. Yeah. yeah we're going to loop it all together. Um, but yeah, I, my partner has kind of voluntold me to be on his rec league soccer team. And some <laughs> listeners may have may remember that last season I was also on this team. But he didn't really tell me that he signed me up until there were several games into the season. How many and games did you end up playing last year? Like five or Okay, six. that's decent. Like more than half, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, And this season I have played one game, which was last night, because I didn't want to sign up because I knew that I'd be really busy and that they're always on Wednesday nights and I just like, just knew that I could not commit to this. Yeah. But anyway, he signed me up, so I'm like, I my guilt, I was just racked with guilt. I was exhausted yesterday, but I'm like, Aww, I can't go to the next game because I've got a Jazz Fest thing and the next I game we're at Folk Fest or Dauphin, I'm going to be in Dauphin. And then it's like going to be Folk Fest, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I must play. So I did. I stood there. Did you, <laughs> did, did you win? We tied <laughs> okay. by, uh, well, because we only, t- we, we technically lost 2-1, but the other team did something illegal in the first part of the game that we were a little bit late and we missed. So I think they had too many players on the field or something when they scored their first goal. So they said we would call it a tie. And we're like, okay. It feels timely this week with World Cup stuff. Yeah. Happening. I mean, there was some World Cup chatter happening. I, uh, I used to love to play soccer. But yeah, I you're just, into soccer. Yeah, I played soccer for years, but I just like when you're on rec leagues, I just want to have a LARP. Like I don't want to take it seriously. <laughs> and a lot of people do want to take it seriously. So then I'm like, okay, crap, I'm, I have to like try harder, but I'm just not good anymore. Like I'm terrible. So, and I know it and it's fine. Very quickly. I want you to tell us slash me again about when you were in Slovenia, when Slovenia had a good oh, yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in living in this town called Koper in Slovenia when they were in the World Cup in 2010. And they don't often make the no, World Cup, don't. right? They okay. don't. I don't. I wouldn't be able to give you stats on that, but I know it's not a very it's, common occurrence. So it's exciting when it does. Yeah. So in the town, which was very small, in the main square, they put up this huge freaking TV, like huge, huge, huge. <laughs> it was like inflatable, basically. And there was a beer garden. It was right outside the church. And so we were, would all oh my watch God. the games and just be like drunk Yeah, in front of a church. Hilarious. Yeah, and so the whole town would come and watch. And there was one game where they beat the U.S. And it was Ooh, like big deal. the biggest deal. And everyone was going crazy. And then someone reached out to me from, I think it was CBC or some other radio station, and asked me to like 
go on air and comment, do commentary on soccer. I'm like, oh yeah, it was pretty cool. Like it was crazy. Yeah. So that was pretty funny, but it was a really fun time. And I think they made it to the second or third round. Even they did really, really well. They, they beat England and they beat the U S and it was just this like crazy. Well, it's exciting. Yeah. It was really fun. Well, it's like the whiteout party, but in Slovenia. Yeah. It was, it was super, super fun. I love that a lot. My week was just mostly working, which was good because actually the week before I had, it was one of those weeks where I had like something on every night and I was like, I'm old and don't want to do this. But so I was definitely like this week, very focused on like, I'm going to go to bed at nine o'clock. Yeah. And like (laughs) go to the gym and do stuff like that. So it's actually been very nice in terms of like personal time balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we've also been working on, well, I've been compiling, but everyone kind of contributed a father's day feature. Mm -hmm. It's father's day is on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So go buy a necktie and or fish shaped card and happy father's day and happy father's day to the dads. Um, but we asked a bunch of prominent Winnipeggers to share their best advice from their dads, Mm -hmm. um, which is very cute and endearing and dads really love the golden rule that came up that came up a lot yeah that came up a lot but it's uh you gotta learn yeah you gotta learn but yeah look for that on saturday because it's actually quite cute so should we start with the fun stuff or should we start with the intense stuff i feel like we should start with the intense stuff okay i agree but it's actually not that intense. No, it's not. We're not here to debate abortion. We are not, no. Because I think you and I are on the same page about that. I would say so, yes. Yeah. We are... Pro-choice. Pro-choice all Do the way. Do what you want with your bod. Yeah, exactly. Women's bodies, women's choice. Um, what's crazy, though... Oh, I said I would stop using that word in the last what's podcast. What's bananas? What's bananas, though, <laughs> is Ireland. So... Yeah. Yeah. They A couple of weeks ago now, they voted to repeal um, a law that yeah it was i believe it was their eighth amendment yes which prevented women from access to abortions yes from having access to abortions. yes so that has been repealed yes which is a very big deal yay yes huge yay (laughs) huge yay um here are all the things that made me cry when that was all going on yeah uh all the stories about all the like irish expats that were flying home to vote yes that's that, very moving. Yes. All the women in their roller bags in airports all over Europe flying home to Ireland to vote. Some of them flew vote. from like Canada back oh, yeah. to Ireland to vote. Yeah. Like huge deal. Yeah. Um, the grandfathers for choice. Oh, that their one signs. made me cry. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. Where women were sharing stories about like their dads and granddads mm-hmm. actually telling them like, oh, you changed my mind about this. Yeah. And I was watching, I texted you this morning. I watched Samantha B, which was on Wednesday night. And they had flown one of their correspondents to Ireland to do a story about the whole uh, vote process. And she was talking. Well, the first kind of section, she had talked to people who were very against repealing it. Mm -hmm. And then the last part of it, she found all these like really cute old Irish men who are like, you know, dads and grandpas. And they're all so like pro-choice and pro-repealing it. I was just like, oh, I'm going to cry. Well, it's just it. And the reason that it makes you emotional is because it's it's hope, right? Like it's finally people are getting it and people are understanding. And also like I... I knew I was saying to you that like I knew Ireland was a very conservative country, mm-hmm. but I did not realize that it wasn't until like the mid 1990s when they allowed divorce to happen. Oh, yeah. Their church and state is very enmeshed. I had, I had no idea that it was so recent. What's encouraging about that is that if Ireland 
can do it. Yes. Then I think a lot of other countries in the world can follow suit. Mm-hmm. Like if a conservative country that, yeah, didn't allow divorce until 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just repealed. It was an overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. Vote. To repeal Absolutely. It. Yeah. yeah. Which is bananas. So good. Yeah. It and you, like that's the thing. Like, and I think a lot of people um, argue that all the time in this country because I mean it's decriminalized, and our politicians often talk about not wanting to reopen the abortion debate. But I think one of the fundamental things about the abortion abortion debate is that outlawing abortion or making abortions hard to get doesn't stop them from happening exactly (laughs) it doesn't equal no abortions it equals dead women right equals really risky procedures that harm women yeah so yeah the fact that ireland had made that happen is so huge and so So congratulations ireland yes congratulations welcome to the 21st century exactly we love you we heartily welcome you um let's move on yes to Festival season. Festival season. Yeah. Oh, my God. It starts this week. Oh, it started on Thursday night with Jazz Fest. It's, I can't believe it's... Where did May go? Oh, my gosh. You have no idea. I feel like it's just evaporating before our eyes. But what yeah. we figured, because it kind of... Yeah. It all starts this week with the Winnipeg Jazz Festival. I, like, we're talking like the major festivals. The major yeah. festivals. Yeah. Because there's a lot of festivals. Yes. Um, so, it all kind of kicks off. And we're pretty much steadily in festivals in the city until... August. August? Yeah. Okay. So it's Jazz Fest, then Country Fest, then Folk Fest, then Fringe Fest, then Folklorama, and then that takes you into mid-August. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, what's up? Coming up. Yeah. And that's not including all of the little other festivals that are happening all over the place. Exactly. Which Of which there are tons. And if you're looking for information, I did a very comprehensive festival roundup for the paper a couple weeks ago. So you, you did. you can find that on the website. You can find that on the website. Uh, but we wanted to give you today just a little bit of a festival guide. Yes. We'll be working on a festival guide that you will find in our pages and online very soon. But yeah. we kind of wanted to talk about it today. Yeah. Because, you know, it's it can be overwhelming. And like... Not everyone is a festival person. I am not a festival person. I go because it's my job to go. It kind of takes a while to figure out how to do it well. Do it in a way that works for you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Because it can be... Well, I think the first inclination is like, I paid all this money for this ticket. I'm Mm going to see as much as I possibly can. And then the burnout is severe. Exactly. So that's sort of the first thing. I used to go to Lollapalooza in Chicago every year. Yeah. And... I would literally see music from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Like it's I would much. go hard. It's too much. It's too much. Way too much. You can't even absorb what you've seen. So my advice is to pick a few acts that you ab- your absolute must-sees. Yeah. And like with the case of Folk Fest, follow them around because they will be playing workshops more with often other people than not. Of like-minded or like genreed. Exactly. Yeah. Which genre? Like genreed, <laughs> which you will discover. Yeah. So that's what I often do with Folk Fest in particular yeah. is just pick an act that I kind of follow around all weekend to see all their workshops. Then, yeah. you know, I feel like I'm seeing a full set by them, but I'm also discovering new people. Right. And then if you have extra time and you have a lull, just like hunker down at a stage and see what happens. Also talk to people. Yeah. That applies to yeah. everything. Every so festival. whether we're talking about Folk Fest or Fringe, Fringe especially. Fest when they're handing their... Uh, 
papers out. Totally. Yeah. What's good? Ask people because they will tell you. Yeah. Usually people who are at festivals are friendly folk and they're like into being in that social situation. And so if you have questions, almost anyone will help you. Oh yeah. You will get hot tips in the lines into shows. I mean, even just come find me or Jen and we'll tell you. Exactly. We'll tell you what's good. (laughs) And you can also find all our reviews in the paper as well, especially during Fringe. Fringe Festival, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we tell you what's good all the time. But yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely talk to people because that is how to find stuff out. Yeah. Um, I would also add to not feel guilty. Yeah, festival guilt is a thing. Festival for sure. guilt is definitely it's, a thing. Yeah. Where you feel like you're, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like a weird sibling of FOMO. Where yeah. you're like, I yeah, need to no, be 100%. ringing the most out of this experience. And I actually kind of often feel this way on vacations. Oh, where it's yeah. like you have a set amount of days and you're like, yeah. oh my God, I need to do Why everything. Why am I not maximizing my potential? Exactly. <laughs> For fun. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You won't be able to. Like if you're tired, go home. Exactly. If you're tired, like, go home. If you're tired, take a nap. Like you don't need to. If you're hungry, go eat. You don't need to see exactly. this 100th folk performer. You are not required not, to be a hero. Yeah, you're, it's not. Yeah yeah uh stay hydrated that's a big one especially yeah for the outdoor ones like country fest and folk fest um the ones that are outside the city or unair conditioned venues at fringe yeah make sure you have water with you all the time because as i know heat stroke can just sneak up on you something fierce yes you are unfortunately well acquainted with last year at folk fest i thought i was dying speaking of that uh so clothing clothing is is important important. it's important i understand the temptation to be like frolicking adorably in a bikini when it's plus 30 but it will be cold later and you're gonna want your sweatpants and fleece lined hoodie oh yeah the temperature drops incredibly especially when your body is used to dealing with the heat of the daytime it doesn't adjust fast enough with the drop in temperature exactly so even though it's 18 or 20 degrees it's gonna feel freezing to you exactly so yeah and staying hydrated is part of that as well totally uh, my clothing tip is do not wear a romper because <laughs> it is a one piece outfit. And if you it need is. to go into a porta potty, you, you are going to be fully naked in a steaming hot porta potty. And it's just a mm. very unpleasant situation. Yeah. So the is... temptation is there. They are adorable. It it's cute. You're, you'll you look, look cute. cute in it. I guarantee you'll look cute in it, but you will regret it. You definitely. We've all been there. Yeah. I have done it. You have done it. It's it's just a bad choice. We have all done it. A like midi length sundress is a very good choice. Yes, I find because it covers enough of your legs that You're it not will get burnt. and it will double as a blanket. Yes. when it gets cold. Yeah. Uh, what else? The festivals. I oh, I heartily recommend having either a package of Kleenex or a roll of toilet paper oh, on your person. 100%. Because not even just for porta potties, but for other uses. Exactly. Wipes too are also very handy yeah. as well. Messy hands, gotta blow your nose, you're sweating. Exactly. Yeah, you multi purpose. Yeah. yeah. Uh what else? What are some other things that are in like your toolkit? Uh usually it's just bug spray, sunscreen, mm-hmm. toilet paper, water bottle, and then for me I have work stuff as well. But yeah. Um those are kind of my four must have hat always had oh yes yes that's a good one but yeah i mean we sound like moms but like wear sensible shoes and like, honestly and like, it's true yeah and and as i said like festivals are not my preferred way to absorb music i just like i'm not Same. an outdoorsy person i like to be yeah. in a building with air conditioning um but find a way to do it that works for you like don't be peer pressured into kind of living someone else's festival dream just just do you and you will have a good time. 
So as we mentioned off the top, uh, Ben McPhee Sigurdsson, wine and drinks editor, who's zipping up his shirt directly into the microphone, uh, is joining us here. Sweater. I have a shirt underneath it, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean for that to sound yeah, creepy no. at all. Um, he's here to do our monthly budget wine of the month club segment, which is very exciting. I see some cans. Yeah. So what do you have for us this month? <laughs> Why is everything turning into a perverse statement? I don't know. Some cans of wine is what yes. she sees. Yes. I was I already had to have a part of my uh, have a part of my I did a spit take video earlier and and Mike Deal had to tastefully edit out the part where I talk about tasting leather because it just got a little got a little creepy. Anyway. Now. Anyway. So we have some some good summer drink options here. Yes. Um sorry, go ahead. You were going to say something? No, I wasn't, but I was going to say, but I can always say something. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that I like that they're in a can this time mm-hmm. because that's good for portability. Exactly. Picnics. Yeah. It's, uh, dock drinking. Beach stuff, dock stuff. Exactly. You have to be careful, though, because how much is in one can? Well, it's 375 milliliters, so it's half a bottle. So it looks like you think, oh, yeah, you know, like one can of beer, you're like, no problem or whatever. It's deceptive. Totally. Very deceptive. Like, these are 12 probably percent alcohol, right? 13 percent alcohol. So, you know, this Ooh. there's like at least a couple hefty glasses in each uh, in each can so suddenly you get to the bottom and you're feeling no pain you know if you know what i'm saying so do you know much about this brand uh well it's a union wine company these their cans are, they're called underwood uh the fruit it comes from oregon they're packaged in california but in modesto california i guess but uh yeah they uh these wines are available they're 10.99 per can so it's under $15, yes, but for a full-size bottle, it'd be over 20 or whatever. But for a half can, $11 for for what I think, uh, I've had the Pinot Noir before, but the other two I haven't had. Uh, what I think is going to be pretty decent juice is, is not too bad. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, yeah, so I said they're $10.99. They're available at private wine stores, not at uh, liquor marts. Uh, I know they're at, and not all private wine stores. I know they're at Banville and Jones. Mm-hmm. I know they're at the Wine House. And I'm not sure. I think they're at DeLuca's as well. Okay. Not 100% sure on that. But I was at Keniston Wine Market and I didn't see them, uh, but I wasn't looking for them. So <laughs> I, they may have been there, but I don't think I they are. I don't I think they are. I looked on their website and I didn't see them. So. Okay. I have had this wine before. I've also had the Pinot Noir. Okay. Um, and I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. So I was excited about the can availability mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me get into the first one. I don't have any nails, but I'm going to try and... Oh, there we go. Uh, so this is the uh, Pinot Gris. I'll pl- hold it nice and close. Oh, yeah. Good and sound. It's non-vintage as far as I can tell. I think the bo- the the wine that comes in the bottles are vintage. I don't... Maybe is it on the bottom? No, it's not. It is kind of pinky. Yeah. Well, you know, Pinot Gris, that's that's a actually a good thing to bring up. Uh, Pinot Gris is sort of... It's a white wine grape, but it sort of has this... Um, reddish tinge tint tinge tint tinge. to it um like the, the actual grapes themselves so uh some pinot gris can be like if the, you leave the skin in contact with the juice it will definitely take on like i've seen huh. full-on rosé color uh pinot gris learn new things every day yeah. this segment's always so informative but i mean most pinot gris uh is sort of like you know gold color or pa- or even paler like pinot grigio is like uh, often like almost water in color and I'm sometimes in flavor. Right in here. Yeah. That's really nice. Some red apple. Yeah, I don't find it too sweet. A little peachy. Yeah. Oh, you're tasting it properly. I'm just pounding it. 
Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it doesn't it's a bit um, effervescent too. Yeah, yeah, it does have sort of like a little spritz to it almost, hey. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't seem to, at least to me, pick up like a any tinniness or anything from the can. Oh, that's a good point. I wouldn't that is have a good thought, point. I yeah. wouldn't have thought to have looked for that. The the cans may be lined. I'm not 100 percent sure how these things work, but uh, yeah, no, that I mean, I had a when I was tasting some beers for this World Cup uh, thing I did for for uncorked or whatever um one of the beers that i tasted was very tinny like and i i I, i'm never a big fan of, and that was after i had poured it into a glass and everything but uh Hmm. this does not pick up that tinniness to me no not at all yeah no i don't taste it either it just tastes really crisp and delicious it's quite dry yeah and it's got some nice texture like um pinot grigio is usually quite light and pinot green pinot grigio are the same grape sorry um uh, but Pinot Grigio is usually really light, very light body. This has a little bit of like viscosity almost to it. Like it's got this, this nice texture to it, I think. Like a chewiness almost. That's my <laughs> Your professional opinion. Yeah, but I'm drinking <laughs> out of a whiskey glass. You can't see that. But <laughs> I, I'd sur- I brought my third wine glass home to wash. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just spat it out. Sorry. <laughs> it's only for because I'm a professional. Um, so let's try one of the other ones. Yeah. Do you want to do pink? Yeah. I'm All right. I like a good rosé. We should go from lighter. Me to too. Heavy. Yeah. I don't know what grape this is made from uh, or grapes, I guess. Um, uh, I couldn't find any information on their website. Uh, they do have a hashtag on the back, hashtag pinkies down, which means, you know, it's not a, a serious, you know, snooty wine or anything like Well, c- it's in a can for crying out loud. It can't be that can't be that snooty um i'm in the squeakiest chair in the world i apologize to everybody <laughs> that is john Dafo's chair it did you know that squeak. yeah i yeah. didn't know that sometimes i nap in here just to try to absorb the journalism <laughs> from <laughs> he was a i used to do uh the the spit take videos in that chair and yeah it was always quite funny for me to think about because you know what was John Defoe mulling over? What serious topic while he was sitting in that chair? And I'm like, here's an Australian Chardonnay. <laughs> and, and we're doing this. Um, yes. And I take naps. So it's a Oops. like giant burgundy leather chair. Yes. And I he apparently was a describe. teetotaler. So there you oh, go. He so didn't even drink. He'd be rolling over in his grave. I know. Yeah. You got a journalist who doesn't drink. No kidding. I thought all journalists were alcoholics. I thought that was just like part of the. Back in the day. At yeah. Least. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. See, this looks almost like the same color as the Pinot Gris to me, just like a little bit darker. A little bit pinkier. Yeah, it's definitely a slightly deeper pink, but uh, it's almost like a... It's very pretty. A, yeah, like a pale rose It's like a rose colored, gold. Yeah, rose, rose gold. gold. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're all nodding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it smells a lot different than the other one. Yeah, it's got a little more sort of earthy kind of strawberry, yeah. funky, like, old, like bruised strawberries or something. I think funk is a good word. Not in a bad way, but no. it definitely Ooh, has a bit of... That's delicious. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bruised strawberries and like almost like a oh, lactic That's not what I was like expecting cheesy. at all. It's nice, though. It is really good. It's not as dry as the white. This one I get m- even more effervescence on. Yeah, oh, Like not too. effervescence, like not... It's not carbonated, but it's just like a little bit of a spritz to it. Yeah, it, it almost tastes <clears> like it is. And a little more acidity, too. Uh, and almost a little bit lighter than the Pinot Gris in terms of body. Um, but, yeah, some nice peach, strawberry, raspberry really nice. candy. Would, Super refreshing, def- yeah. I would buy this mm-hmm. one for sure. Definitely a little bit, a little hint of sweetness to it. Not not a ton, but I would still say it's can probably fermented dry. It's only 12% alcohol, so it's a little bit less than the Pinot 
It green. tastes like those strawberry candies that you get from like yeah. Seb. <clears throat> yes, or um, or like those hard raspberry candies even. So like definitely like a candy candy component to it. But not that sweet. No, no. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. <laughs> no. No, dear God, no. <laughs> yeah, I, this one I like better than the the other, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it's tasty. Pound it. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> it's Thursday. When we're recording this. All right. You've both tried the red before, though, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not from the can, though. I've only had it from oh, the bottle. Oh, I <coughs> thought you meant you had tried the can. This already. one I should have. This one I should have put in the fridge just for like even fifteen minutes or whatever. I like my reds chilled a little bit, but um. So do I. What's the rule of thumb? Yeah. What's the consensus? Or the etiquette on that? or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, room temperature, they say, oh, reds, drink reds at room temperature. But, you know, our room temperature is not the same as room temperature when, you know, people are starting to make wine and stuff like that. Uh, or cellar temperature. Or cellar temperature, which yeah. is, it, like, would be notably Colder, right? cooler yeah. than, than what most people uh, have their houses set at or whatever. I find m- a lot of times red wine, when I go out somewhere and I order a glass of red or something, I find it too warm. Uh, and that accentuates the less of the fruit and more of like the alcohol and the tannins and stuff like that and i just find it like it's especially once it gets warm like uh, i'm putting all my reds in the fridge for 15 minutes and especially with lighter reds like pinot noir or gamay or something like that i have no problem drinking it almost completely like chilled so yeah i agree with that i like all my beverages ice cold except for like coffee Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like yeah no i have ice and everything yeah totally i would I, i would not hesitate um I learned a good trick from a friend of mine uh, who writes about wine in Montreal. Uh, He, hang on, I'm going to pour and then I'm going to talk. That was close. Uh, And he suggested, like, and I've done this a few times and it actually works. You just take an ice cube, put it in your red wine and like stir it around for, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds. And it changes the... The, the temperature of the wine without diluting it too much or anything well, like, like that. That's like when so. you have scotch and you only put a drop of water in. Yeah. It just like opens up the flavor. Yeah. 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 Or I mean. I know more about scotch than I do about wine. So. Well, you could use something like whiskey rocks or something like yeah. that to cool a, a wine down too. This is know. very potent. Yeah. Not too. Sometimes Pinot Noir gets really earthy and funky and mushroomy and forest floor. Like those are all mm-hmm. terms used to describe Pinot Noir. But that. I don't get that a lot here. I get more, a little bit of funkiness, but it's more like, to me, like cherry. I do get a little bit of the forest floor thing. Because mm-hmm. it tastes like the lake to me. <laughs> like literal or metaphorical? No, but you know how like when you arrive at a, like in the woods or at a cabin mm-hmm. or whatever and you <coughs> breathe in that first breath of fresh <coughs> yeah. air? That's what it tastes like to me. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Some poetry for you. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Yeah, I like I like this. I would I'm prefer I prefer if it was cold. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this one, but I generally don't lean towards reds anyway, so I'm not crazy yeah. about that one. It's um Ooh, there's a lot of like black cherry in there too. Yeah, like almost like black cherry jam or something mm. like that. Um not to say that it's sweet, but it's just it's very concentrated. Um But it does have a I don't want to say sweetness. It's just ripe, I guess. Jammy almost without being sweet, I find. Um, yeah, it's, it's not bad. The tannins, there's some sort of light tannins in there, that mouth drying feeling. Um, and I think those would probably be helped with a little bit of time in the fridge too. I mean, if you want to try it later in the pod, you can throw it in the fridge and come back to it and try it. And maybe it'll spark some scintillating dialogue. I don't know. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, no, this is pretty good. But for wines out of a can, mm-hmm. I'm impressed yeah, across me the board. Too. Totally across, me yeah, too. across the board. There, I mean, you can get there's prosecco in a can, and some a couple whites and reds that you can get sort of uh, pretty much everywhere. And they're sort of middling quality. This is slightly better quality. Uh, no, I'd say certainly better quality. Um, I like maybe the white the best. You favorites? Rosé, I think. Rosé yeah? for me too. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, thanks for joining us, Ben. We always love having you on the pod. Always a pleasure. We'll see you next month for yes. another exciting yes. Budget Wine of the Month Club. What should I do for next month? I don't know. We have to think about it. Something summery? Something... Yeah. Maybe because Folklorama will be right around the corner yeah. then. We could It'll do Drinks of the World kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, or... or uh, because yeah, you're, you're doing something for the World Cup in similar vein, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I could do... Well, it'll be after Canada Day. Um... I'll think about it. We'll figure something out. Ruminate. Um, As for us, we'll be back next week. As always, you can find us on social media. I don't know your handle, Jen. I'm at Jen Zarati on (laughs) Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, you can email us at buritheleadatwinnipegfreepress.com. And we will see you next week. Bye.